Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into a victory post-game edition of Spits and Suds. We do this because we love to bring you as much information as possible. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. It's a busy sports night, and the stars were involved in that sports night. And we welcome once again, by popular demand, people are like this David Castillo guy. Get rid of the Spittle and bring on the Castillo. So I said, all right, I'm man enough to take a step back and welcome him back in. He's got a Substack, Star Stack. He writes for D Magazine, uh, one of my favorite analytics people, and nice enough to join us again. It's great to hear you again, my man. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for for having me. I appreciate you lying to your listeners like that. Um, and <laughs> and yeah, man, it's just it's also nice to be here after a win instead of a loss, because um, then I really get to start criticizing. <laughs> you know what I so. I'll say this to you, the Spits and Suds listener. Please give me your feedback. Do you like this? Because the reason I like it is because it's fresh on my mind. And I'm taking notes during the game. And, you know, I'm looking at various things. But at the same time, you know, I could, I can picture the flow of the goals, the picture, you know, what happened during the game. And it's just fresh on my mind. And I just love talking about it right after the game. And, you know, we don't have to go on forever spits and suds fans, but I think, you know, it's nice. And Craig Ludwig will hop on with me uh, tomorrow morning. So we'll dive even deeper into this game with several aspects and kind of get the player's point of view. But, you know, I like having David on and, you know, get, get his thoughts and, uh, you know, not to sound cliche, my friend, but uh, with the, uh, the chilliness in the air. I think we um, rang the bell enough times for some holiday music tonight. That was pretty fascinating. Hitting the the post was not the friend of the stars tonight. It, it wasn't, but it didn't matter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I, I think that was sort of, I think that was kind of the story of the game, which was, uh, you know, it, granted, 
Columbus is is not a great team. They're they're kind of one of those like uh sort of um beautiful ugly teams where yes. they can look dangerous from shift to shift. And you know any any sort of draft nerd that's that's kind of followed a lot of the players on the roster, you know, kind of know that David Yurichek, uh, Adam Fantilli, who's just yes. looks fantastic, look um, good like tonight. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of really excellent young players, but of course they're still figuring things out, unfortunately led by a GM that, you know, probably doesn't know what he's doing. So that's kind of hurt them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hold my back, Mike Babcock uh, controversy. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, luckily the, um, the coach they replaced him with, I'm a big fan of, and I'm glad, you know, I hate under these circumstances, um, but I'm glad he's getting this opportunity. You know, I always say about every team in the NHL, I look at pieces, and I think Columbus has some nice pieces. I think Wawrenski's a real nice defenseman, uh, really doesn't get the notoriety he kind of deserves. Um, you know, uh, they were without Patrick Line tonight, so, you know, I think that hurts. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those teams that, you know, could pull off a victory against you. Um, a couple interesting things. Now, you know, this early star schedule, and it's about to get busy, David, um, as the stars now head out to Western Canada, taking on Calgary, Edmonton, and uh, then Vancouver. So three games in uh, four nights. But it has been a weird start to the season. I can't remember it being like this, where it's play, three to four days off, play again. You know, they just – and so – I'm not making excuses for this team, but, you know, when you take a step back, I can kind of understand how, you know, those legs take a little bit to get going because they just haven't seen that game action and they're going to see it very soon. But what a start for the stars, 27 seconds in. Um, and, you know, what's so fascinating is, you know, when you look at the how they start the game, I don't know why Columbus started with their third defensive pairing. I don't know if it would have made a difference, but at the same time, and you know, they, they have to put their lineup card out first, but two things, Columbus starting with their third pairing and then Dallas. I, I hope they do this more start with your big guns and automatically put the pressure on your opposition. You know, I, I think it's one of the things that, um, uh, that, that I was really sort of, for, for those who've been kind of following me since I kind of started with D Magazine, you know, this was kind of during the, the Rick Bonus era, which, by the way, uh, stick tap to his wife, um, who had a seizure. The, you know, I can't remember if it was like earlier in the week or yeah. last week. But last um, week, yeah. um, yes, and, and that was kind of and granted, this wasn't just bonus. Right. This is also Hitchcock with this sort of kind of like line matching kind of mentality in the modern era which is the kind of thing that you just can't get away with. And so it's great to see Dallas kind of lean into uh, really trying to sort of, you know, re really kind of respecting that it's sort of the chemistry that your team has, that's, you know, your ability to um, control the puck, your ability to sort of exert pressure. You know, this is the name of the modern game. Now that's not to say it's like all offense all the time, just that you know you want to be as, as assertive as possible, and and when you look at the, like the way goal scoring is up um, over the last couple of years, um, it's really important to just kind of have that sort of that piggy bank change, change, so to speak, where you know being able to sort of you know get a little lucky, just have that 
you know, those extra goals in the bank is crucial when even things like a two goal lead <laughs> is dangerous nowadays. Yeah. And when you look at how teams attack on the uh, on the penalty kill, um, there's just, you know, nothing is safe. There's just no safe ice anymore. And so and so I think, yeah, that's a thing that I think DeBoer's leaned into. You know, we don't have to worry about Esselandel, Blake Como and Radic Faxa in overtime anymore. And and yeah, it's, it, you know, teams tend to get punished like you know, it's, it's a thing that used to work. But I think now teams get punished for that. And that's why, you know, depth, for example, is the sort of buzzword, you know, when it comes to, you know, building your roster. Yeah. You know, and, and one of those things, the Columbus bounces back with two goals and takes the lead into the first period uh, at the end of the first period, that was the one goal, the second goal that, you know, I think Jake Ottinger would want back, but you know, it, it brings up another point where, you know, we are so hyper-focused on Jake Ottinger at times that, you know, him giving up three goals is, you know, it's been an anomaly this season, but at the same time, it, you know, people are like, oh, wow, Jake Ottinger gave up three goals. And it's like, no, that's pretty common in the NHL. And, you know, when you fast forward to the third period, Columbus had a lot of great chances, including Jenner. And he was robbed by Jake Ottinger. And I mean, you know, I just think overall, just a real nice, solid game between the pipes for Ottinger. I think the other thing to add to that is that, you know, not only do we get like hyper-focused on, you know, kind of like, well, you know, sort of who is, you know, we, we know he's good. The question is a matter of, is he great? And I think the playoffs kind of, you know, put a little bit of doubt into, into, I think, you know, sort of people's long-term, projection of them uh you know just kind of forgetting for for the fact that or forgetting i should say that he's looked really good like broadly speaking and and that's where you know quote unquote analytics i, I think sort of really factor into you know how we look at a player uh Ottinger is top five right now in goals saved above expected uh which just means you know given the quality that he's seeing um, in proportion to what he's saving, he's doing a really, really good job. Um, and so it's, you know, like it's kind of it's it's almost sounds kind of silly. But to think that Jake Ottinger has a next level is not crazy, only because he's still young. I mean, this is a guy that doesn't have a ton of full seasons behind his belt. And so um, it seems like that's what we're seeing. The real Jake Ottinger, the, yeah. the you know, the player that is not just the number one goaltender, but one of the top goaltenders even statistically in all the nhl and i think also a guy that kind of knows you know listen i wasn't my best in the playoffs I, i've got something to prove as well yeah and i'm fascinated to see how they use ottinger and wedgwood um if i was pete DeBoer, i'd go wedgwood against calgary and then i would go ottinger edmonton vancouver hey don't don't forget matt murray and cedar park i know nobody wants to talk about sort of <laughs> prospect yeah, I, right now after so, such a... <laughs> please please I, I will tell you this sean and i have talked about matt murray a lot and my point is the following if matt murray was a mid-round draft pick like most goalies i think he would get a lot more looks the fact that he was a unrestricted free agent out of umass um i think he's proven himself um, I mean, we'll see, but you know, when he came up, I think he looked decent. So it's, it's kind of interesting. You bring up that name because, you know, I got my eye on him, David. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's, uh, you know, that, that's a real deep cut. I'm sure for like 
casual stars fans who just want to talk about uh you know matt duchene finally scoring and things like that and just quickly back you know uh the good folks of ep ringside who do some of the best work yeah uh, when it comes to draft analysis and prospects uh they had matt murray i th- i think top four in their prospect rankings this year and i was kind of like it's eh, kind of crazy i mean yeah sure you know he's okay but no like through the first i think he's played four games um in texas and he has a 930 save percentage he is just stout <laughs> uh down there in cedar park and um yeah don't all at all be surprised if he just gets a cup of coffee and it's it's interesting how dallas's goaltending depth is kind of slowly their uh, German goaltender and their Russian goaltender yep. also really good save percentages right now in the MHL and DL. So, yeah, Dallas is again more prospect hits from and he's only twenty five. Yeah, so I mean, I th- I think it's some you know I think it's some nice depth and like we talked about when he came up last year, you know I thought I thought he played well. It's a, it's a totally different style um, than Ottinger. You know, it's a lot more scrambling and he's a smaller goalie but uh you know i thought his positioning was good and i I thought under the circumstances he you know came up and and played well so i'm you know i'm glad to see him doing what that texas team is fun to watch boy that's a that's a good take if you're a stars fan and you want to check out some stars of tomorrow and a great atmosphere just make it a weekend and go down to cedar park because you are seeing the future and it's a lot of fun to watch yeah i mean nothing to add except that there's a lot of good things at every position, kind of like their NHL team, right? You have yeah, Matt Murray, yeah. even Remy Poirier is decent, and of course, Liam Bixell. Uh, Christian Cairo, who's been sort of, <laughs> I tend to be critical of him because I just feel like he's super talented and he kind of gets in the way, but good defensive prospects. Obviously, we don't need to name the offensive prospects because everybody knows their name. <laughs> and you mentioned Duchesne, who got his first goal. Um you know, I was just trying to think tonight because as weird as it sounds, I'm like, has he been the most consistent Dallas Stars player thus far? And he's definitely top three. I, th- I think what you're kind of seeing with Duchesne, too, is the, you know, sort of, you know, even though <laughs> we tend to be critical of that sort of Sagan line, because because I, I'm still a yep. little skeptical in terms of, I don't think Sagan and Marchment necessarily have critical chemistry, but... Uh, what I would say is these are all like, well, Marchman's not necessarily a veteran, but he's played hockey for a long time professionally, right? The AHL, et cetera. And I, I think you're really seeing that line kind of not necessarily sort of develop chemistry so much as develop kind of just comfort level within themselves. Marchman, you know, just more confidently shooting the puck, of course, doing his own thing, still taking penalties, but whatever, you know, <laughs> if he can keep scoring, you're not going to complain. And yeah. then, yeah, Duchesne, who I think is going to be, really like key to that line because to me he's still the player that i think can most likely take over a shift um and and that's what he's been doing he hasn't been rewarded but i mean probably could easily had two goals this game and and yeah he, he's the guy that that line is going to look to whenever it needs that jump yeah yeah i did want to credit stars fans uh in the barn tonight with the rangers uh winning uh in arizona which is super cool um, but at the same time, FC Dallas is in action. The Mavs are in action. The Rangers are in action. And the Stars are in action. Just a very rare, doesn't happen often, where all four teams are 
in action. Plus you had Monday night football. So a lot of sports um, on TV and I thought the stars fans brought it tonight. Um, I thought, you know, some good loud cheers and, and that was good. And I really like when Ottinger stone Jenner, that fans appreciated that and they saw it immediately even before the replay. And that's the kind of barn you want. You want a barn that's paying attention, hyper-focused into the game, because I'll be honest, this was one of those games, David, that, you know, it was just a lot of bouncing pucks, a lot of sticks hitting each other. It was a, it was a, just a, just an all around. I don't think anyone like, I don't, I don't think both teams played bad, but it was just a messy game of turnovers that couldn't be converted. You know, it just wasn't the prettiest on ice. See, this is where you start to lose me because you talk about baseball, football. You know, these are things I cannot connect with. But you tell me about Francis Nagano versus Tyson Fury. That ah. right. then, then we're you, then you're speaking my language. Yeah, I'm a fellow boxing guy, absolutely. But the Rangers are on 105.3 The Fan, so oh, <laughs> well, I do, I do love my Rangers, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? It's it's cool that the stars were tweeting the Rangers go Rangers. And the Rangers did it to the Stars, and the Rangers I saw did it to FC Dallas today. You know, I, I just love when teams root on other teams. <laughs> yeah, that's and I'm kind of mostly being facetious, even though I really don't follow it, like I just at all. And it has nothing to do with oh, I, I hate those sports. Uh, some of them I do, but I mean, you know, I was like a big fan, you know, back uh, when I was a kid of like Juan Gonzalez and. Oh. Um, what was the catcher's name? Ivan Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pudge. Um, and um, yeah, so I, I don't know where sort of where, when I stopped, even played baseball in sixth grade, our team was called the optimists, which, you know, I'll probably stop mentioning <laughs> personal stuff, but I always just thought that was so fascinating. That sixth grade team was called the optimists, just a word that none of us knew. <laughs> so, um, the, so it would be like the tigers versus the optimists. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually I did. Well, no, every name, every name of the team in that league, and this was uh, so I went to uh, St. Andrews in grade school. Yeah, is this like, like the MIT of schools that you're being yeah, called the optimists <laughs> and the mathematicians and you know the algebras? Or... We lost to the elevators. Just FYI. You know, Wait, so... there was a baseball team called the Elevators. The Elevators, yes. <laughs> Maroon colors. I don't know where you know. Yeah, sure. Whatever type of school you know yet, like. Whatever it was that um, that the uh, sort of league responsible for the names are smoking, I mean, you 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 have your guess is as good as mine. Did they have a PA announcer? I think so. Really? Yeah. I just I think picture so. like the PA announcer, like everybody hit that up button, get on your feet, it's <laughs> the elevators. You know, I mean, it's just. I mean, what do you? <laughs> oh man, this is see, this is post game. This is post game frosties. <laughs> I mean, what? Oh man, that is uh so great. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, it's half full. It's time for the optimists. See, you you brought up baseball. Now you got me talking baseball. Unfortunately, I know, I know. like not the greatest kind of memories because it was pretty terrible. I, I actually got like a game award for like, oh, you were player of the game, and it was because like I I don't know, I got I was in the middle of one of those. What's that? What do they call that when you're in the middle of like two players trying to like catch you? Um, pickle in between bases. Pickle. Oh, okay, kind of right. rundown. A pickle. There you go. Uh, yeah, which is the only thing I did of note. And for some reason, <laughs> they were like, "Well, you're not going to get any other game, so we'll give it to you this time." 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. So the Stars went over three once again on the power play. But, but I do think that third power play opportunity was one of the better looking power play opportunities I've seen for this Stars team. They had really good spacing. I think for the first time, they actually got into the zone on a regular basis. And, you know, they set up shop, which they really haven't been able to do. That zone entry has been a problem for this team all season long with the power play. And I think teams are seeing that on tape. And I mean, they are meeting you heavy at the blue line. So um, I, I just thought that third power play, they got some great opportunities, didn't score, but at least we were seeing uh, more opportunities as far as scoring chances. It's it's a little glass half full, glass half empty, yeah. right? Because, well, Columbus is just kind of a terrible team. And so, of course, you know, that Stars power play is, is going to look a little bit better. Uh, you know, what I would say, though, is that it definitely looks like, for one, it's going to get better no matter what, even against great teams because Dallas has some great players, especially on the first unit. I think the most encouraging thing was seeing that second unit really start to to gel um, with like Duchesne's entries, his confidence with the puck. Uh, you know, we've kind of talked about Nils Lundqvist, um, but, you know, he's another player that just looks more comfortable with the puck every game. And even Thomas Harley, you know, who obviously had a phenomenal night, yeah. but he was on the power play on the second unit briefly and looked as great as we'd expect, looked as great as we would have expected last season but that's neither here nor there no absolutely i don't hold grudges <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah i mean i think lundquist i'm guessing that was the missed assignment on the third blue jackets goal um but you know at the same time that's going to happen it was just one of those things where the game was uh winding down i will say I did think the Jackets pulled their goalie a little bit too soon. I and I wanted to get your take on the analytics of this. I just felt as though the Stars were controlling that third period so much. I just when they pulled, I said it's inevitable within the next couple of minutes that the Stars are going to score. 
Yeah, no, and, and that's kind of the, you know, and that's where sort of this, this quote unquote, you know, analytics versus whatever you want to call it, you know, this, this kind of debate is, is, you know, really kind of like moot, which is that, yes, like, you know, analytically or statistically, you know, you are much more likely to score the earlier you pull the goalie. Um, but of course, you know, you can still, you know, really, you know, have a respect for your intuition in terms of the team you're up against um, and, and the flow of the game and especially your, your lineup match. I mean, like, I can't remember what line it was that, that Columbus um, was up against when they first pulled the goalie, but I'm pretty sure it was, I think maybe the fourth line and the fourth line was Mm -hmm. just absolutely doing their thing. They were fantastic. uh, Great in terms of like, you know, possession numbers. And, and that's just, that's not a line that you would have wanted to do that against. Yeah. Face-off percentage wise tonight, really good for the stars. And this is what they pride themselves on. Fox is 60%. Jamie Ben 50%. Uh, most of them above uh, 50. Pavelski 55.6. Same with Rope Hintz. Wyatt Johnson 60%. Sagan 62.5. And uh, Duchesne 85.7. So, uh, that's really, really good. And the other thing to notice is we talked about Duchesne. Um, a lot of minutes on the ice tonight, 1427. So I think uh, DeBoer and crew really seeing that confidence as far as having Matt Duchesne out there. Tyler Sagan, almost 15 minutes on the ice. So, um, you know, I think Sagan will come around. He had a real good opportunity, went off of him. And uh, it was a real, real good save. So, you know, I think those opportunities are going to come. I mean, heck, the fact is they're collecting points when they need to. They're beating teams that they should beat. So, I mean, you know, really not a lot of complaints unless you have some, my friend, to start out this season. Um, Clearly, the power play needs to get on the board. Um, Shorthanded's looking terrific. Uh, So, I mean, shoot me what you'd like to work on. I did want to talk about Mason Marchment and I love his aggressiveness and I love how he's getting chances. But my thing, David is I think good players take advantage of those chances. And there's that fine line between I'm trying to think of the former player for the stars, uh, number 13, uh, that went on to Vegas that we got from the Red Wings. Oh, Yanmark. Yanmark, yeah. So I liken it to Matthias Yanmark, where every game he had three or four, and like it was to the point in the stands where I didn't even get up if he had a breakaway because I didn't think he was going <laughs> to score. And I'm not, you know, I'm kind of like heading in that Mason Marchman. I think he's playing better. Um, but at the same time, it's like, man, he's got to go in at some point. Uh, real quick, so remind me to get back to Mason Marchman. But yeah. you did mention, hey, shoot me a complaint. Yeah. Um, and and this is not a complaint about the stars. It just I will say this because you mentioned Lundqvist's responsibility on I believe it was the third goal. Um, yes, yes, yes. It was definitely a misplay. However, I thought the worst play. Maybe I don't want to say worst play because I definitely don't want to like oh who's got the bigger flex on like the major error that turned into a goal against. But Eslandell did an awful job trying to get the puck out. And that's the only reason why that um, sort of <laughs> why the Columbus players ended where they did, because Esselandell for all the strengths cannot handle the puck with any consistency. So yeah. Yeah. that's, I'll say that in Lundquist's defense, but um, you know, getting back to, back to Marchman, I, uh, you know, I did a, like a pretty lengthy video analysis of um, 
of him over there at the star stack. And honestly, you know, at first I was like, you know what? I, I didn't learn a thing. Like <laughs> I went through like 12 clips and watched, you know, pretty much 75% of his games uh, looking at some Florida footage as well. And I'm like, I don't know what this guy is. And, and I started to kind of realize, well, you know what? Maybe I do, uh, which is that I think Mason Marchman is kind of even more than Ben, more of a classic sort of power forward. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily play, as physically, certainly not as like smooth, uh, because I've always felt like Ben played more of a small man's game, you know, despite the fact that he could play that power forwards game. But to me, Marchman is more of that type of player where he takes these, you know, just kind of assertive, like north south kind of style, um, you know, plowing through single lanes. And, and I think that's kind of if he's a player that can just consistently do that, then then he's a player that's going to be really effective. And I think that's where Duchesne's speed really kind of helps interlink with what Marchman and to a lesser extent Sagan are trying to do. And, um, and, and I'm like pretty confident, you know, I, I wasn't like a big fan. He was never a whipping boy for me, was for plenty of stars fans, which I think was justified, especially during the playoffs. But mm-hmm. I remember when there was that whole debate about like Ben, uh, you know, coming back in and, Mar- and Marchman should be the guy that's coming out. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, like Ben has been worse in this series. And Marchman, I think, is a player that um, that really needs that confidence and needs the ability to sort of play, I think, the style that really kind of allows him to um, to execute with someone like Duchesne on that yeah. right wing. So, yeah, I think Duchesne will give him some, uh, some opportunities. One thing you have pointed out, David, um, that I noticed tonight was Ryan Suter of the six defensemen finishing fifth as far as time on ice. So I thought that was really interesting. And I thought it was a very smart play by him uh, attacking off the wing in a one-timer. And that's how Duchesne got his goal off the rebound. I thought that was very smart of Suter, you know, just to put it right on net and kind of see what could happen in front of the net. I mean, kudos to both teams all night. They were fighting in front of the net. The dirty area got a lot of play tonight. I'm leading the sort of anti-Ryan Sutter fan, fan club, so I'm not the person to <laughs> – no, no, no. Like It was a good credit, hockey play. It's okay to yeah, say. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm just kidding. But um, I, I think the thing, too, is that with Sutter, like, the issue has never been, oh, this is – well, for some people it is, obviously. But for me, at least, the issue has never been, hey, this guy is awful. It's like, hey, this, this guy on the top pair, like, you know, contenders don't have – a player quite like this on their yep. top pair. Um, and so, yeah, as long as they're managing min- his minutes and you've kind of, I think, seen this in his performance, uh, which is that, you know, he looks a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable. Um, and yeah, you know, not playing so many minutes and not being on the second power play unit are really doing him good. And it's exactly how you need to play him. Um, and so, you know, credit to him. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, that'll be a, a sort of, um, uh, What's I'm like struggling to find words uh, at this hour, but um, uh, credit to Sutter. I'll stop there. You know, before I lose my cool, I'll stop there. Yes, credit. All right. So let me just pose this to you because Sean and I talk about this, and Craig and I talk about this. If he's your third pairing, are you okay with it? You know, man, like I, I really don't want to say yes because I don't okay. want to. One, I don't want to give you that satisfaction, and two, <laughs> I feel like there. I feel like the, the thing with Sutter on the third pair is that, like, totally okay, totally legit, and especially, and I think especially during the playoffs, you know, it's kind of really where 
you know, that sort of role kind of shines for, for a veteran player. But, um, you know, Dallas has pretty darn good defensemen in Texas or in Cedar Park who would probably play that role. And, you know, so that's my thing, you know, and, and I've always been on the, you know, sort of Liam Bixell bandwagon in terms of like Logan Stankoven, I think he's NHL ready. And the thing with uh, Bixell is that he's not going to like accrue a lot of points in the, in the AHL. So that's just not the type of player he is, kind of more of like a Chris Tanev starter kid. And so to me, what makes Bixell ready is just you watch the guy and he's just, <laughs> and again, I realize I'm getting off topic again, but you just watch the guy and he's, He's so like heady with the puck, so intelligent with just always head up ice, head on a swivel, uh, making reads, um, not necessarily always making the best play, but, you know, typically making a play that continues possession, which is huge. And so, you know, getting back to Ryan Sutter, I don't know what you want me to say, Gavin. I'm not going to no. I'm not going to bite. <laughs> getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I mean, listen, I'm not going to be over complimentary of him, but at the same time, I would say, you know, our third pairing is, you know, better suited for suitor. And I agree. Yeah. Uh, so interesting, David, this trip upcoming, um, you know, team struggling Calgary seventh in the West, uh, sorry, Pacific Edmonton six in the Pacific. Uh, it's just one of those things where, I mean, I had the Edmonton Oilers high on my list and there's still plenty of time to turn it around, but you're getting both teams at the right time. The flip side is Vancouver has been one of the great surprises, the young upstart Canucks off to a great start with 11 points. So that'll be a challenge on Saturday night, but I, I would love for the stars to come out of this three game road trip with four points. I think it's uh, like I, I would definitely I would be more optimistic if it wasn't for the fact that for whatever reason, Dallas plays Vancouver and it doesn't matter how bad they are. They'll just yeah. randomly pull out a win. Um, and but I mean, I, it's I would that, I, it's that owner dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Um, I, I would say yes. The only thing with those matchups is that I do feel like. Edmonton and Calgary are just kind of due for that sort of standard standard issue regression. And I think both teams are, are, you know, despite kind of how awful and like despite how bad the results have been, are still really good teams, you know, just in terms of their foundation. Because Calgary still has, I think, one of the best blue lines in the NHL. Why they're still losing? Well, you know, we know because they can't score. Um, and then Edmonton, like they're going to turn around. I mean, obviously – you know, this is still a team that you just have to respect just based on the kind of star power. 
Um, but so yes, four points I think is likely, but you know, it's it sounds stupid, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just come home with two because well, Calgary has to win at some point. Dallas yeah. just happens to be in the way. Edmonton has to win at some point. Dallas just happens to be in the way. But um, um, And maybe this is the year that they just destroy Vancouver and we can just kind of move on to whatever silly owner curse is, you know, just, uh, you know, clouding over this team. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the point is, regardless of what the results are, you know, I think Dallas is going to look good. And I think that's the, that's the stronger sign long term. How do they perform? Are they consistent from period to period? Um, you know, because you just can't control for, you know, random bounces and, um, you know, just refereeing that's awful, which, you know, tends to kind of <laughs> happen against these Edmonton teams. But, um, yeah, I'll say four points, but, you know, with a little bit of skepticism, just simply based on the fact that, you know, these teams are, I think, kind of pretty good, just aren't getting the results. And, yeah. and Dallas, Dallas is also in that same boat. Um, but I think we're still seeing Dallas kind of struggle to really sort of be consistent from, from period to period. Yeah. I don't think we've seen the best of the Dallas stars yet. So we're kind of waiting for that to happen. So the schedule does pick up, but the stars have that favorable schedule to start the season at Calgary, at Edmonton, Vancouver with their start will be tough. I mean, no games are easy. Monday at home against Boston is going to be a true test. As we tape this podcast, the Bruins are undefeated. But then you're at Columbus, at Winnipeg, at the Wild, and then home for the Coyotes. So it's not like the gauntlet has hit yet for the Stars as far as, you know, top-tier teams before you get to the Avalanche at home. And Dallas is in good shape. You know, it's – it's. Um, I think the thing with – and it's they're also in kind of an interesting spot where you have – you don't necessarily have a bunch of teams tanking in the West. Um, you know, Arizona kind of looks like sort of low-key good. I don't think they are, but, um, you know, they certainly have, you know, the talent to kind of punch you in the mouth in the way that they just didn't last year. Um, but, um, but you know, what I would just say is that I, I think sort of the things that we're seeing Dallas pick up with are the things that are, you know, you want to see in a contender – that are going to benefit them long-term, which is the chemistry that's developing between Marchman, Sagan, Duchesne, uh, the fact that, you know, the blue line looks really steady, that there really are, no matter what I say about Sutter, there really are no weak links. You know, this is not a team. I mean, you want to see a weak link? Watch Eric Goodbranson last night <laughs> you know, for Columbus. Mm. Um, and so, and so like, to me, you know, and of course the power play, um, you know, to me, these are the things that, that I think are, or the things that I personally watch for, because I, I just take it for granted that Dallas is a great team. They're a contender. And, and to me, it's just less about the results and more about, well, you know, how's the system developing? You know, are they getting yeah. better? How's the chemistry? Wyatt Johnston, what's his ceiling? Because he's another player that just looks like um, just on a completely different level. I, I don't know what his point totals are right now, but I mean, he looks dangerous every shift. You know, I gotta, I gotta check what his point totals. Um, while I do the three stars of the game tonight, Matt Duchesne was the first star uh, with a goal. Rope Hints, a goal and an assist, and Jason Robertson with two assists was the third star. It's interesting because, you know, a, a good night point wise, but I still think like we talk about, you know, what can happen and what can get better. I think that first line can get better. Um, 
you know, I mean, they're they're putting up points, but I think Jason Robertson can get hot as far as goal scoring. I think Jamie Ben, you know, is 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 due. It's good to see Dodonov play well tonight. So I think there's some still guys on this team um, where their offensive production just hasn't uh, been there as of yet, but you almost know it's coming. Uh, Wyatt Johnson, seven games played, seven points, plus four on the ice, three goals, four assists. Oh, okay. So he's getting the production and the performance. It feels like he has not gotten the goals that he's deserved, though. And that I think is, yeah, is uh, I think the real sign of, you know, a player that doesn't even, you know, I'll go ahead and say it doesn't even look like a second line center. It looks like a first line center. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, it's interesting also, David, is we're coming up on 100 games for Wyatt in his career. And right now, he's basically a point every other game. Um, I know that modern day analytics aren't the biggest fans of plus minus, but a plus 10 on the ice isn't bad. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, ignore that's my you. subtle way of saying, Hey to you, <laughs> I'm old school when it comes to plus minus. <laughs> we, we, we won't have that discussion or actually I, I won't, you know, that, that won't be my, no, you won't beat me up. I listen, I know I'm wrong. That's just my old school in me. <laughs> <laughs> all right my friend did we miss anything tonight anything you wanted to get in once again the sub stack for david is star stack so sign up and uh support david and you can also uh, read his magazine uh articles at d magazine and also reach out to the d magazine publishers and say how much you're loving their coverage from sean shapiro and david castillo uh, by the way like i would say the thing we didn't we forgot is that Thomas Harley is another player that's just taking it to another level. Yeah, and, good point. Um, besides the goal, he just looked fantastic. Uh, so again, that just stick tap to a player that initially I thought was like, uh, kind of looks like a Jake Gardner starter kit. And uh, he looks better than Jake Gardner, who was a fantastic defenseman in his prime. You know, the other thing is to stick tap to the Stars organization and some of these players for their offseason um, training. When I look at Johnston, when I look at Harley and I look at Lundquist, I see a noticeable difference as far as their physicality and their strength on the ice. And I know part of that is they're really young and they're growing and naturally you're going to put weight on, but those three players, you know, I think did a really nice job in the off season realizing like, Hey, I got to put a lot of effort into that. And I think that goes back to veteran presence like Pavelski, you know, taking people like Wyatt Johnston under his wing, you know, Lundquist seeing the veterans and how they are and never getting down and saying to be a regular on this blue line, you know, I got to bulk up and I got to work on my game. So, you know, I credit to the Stars staff as far as, you know, training in the off season. Cause I think those three youngsters are looking really good as far as, you know, the physical nature. No, no, that's that's a really great, it's also a great point and something that kind of doesn't get mentioned when people like myself complain about oh, another veteran and oh, here's another veteran. Well, let's play that hotshot prospect instead, uh, which is, you know, sort of young players kind of seeing the routines of those veteran players and kind of what's made them a uh, mainstay, you know, an everyday NHLer. And, and that's yeah. critical in addition to the fact that, you know, I don't know what sort of Dallas is kind of doing in terms of like cutting edge development, but, you know, it sounds like they're, you know, right there with Toronto, who was, you know, under Kyle Dubas, um, had a really, really great program in terms of understanding what, you know, players need, you know, whenever they don't have that experience and how to like conceptualize it, how to gain it, you know, how to sort of 
just become you know more confident in their bodies and that benefit yeah absolutely and if you're wyatt johnston i don't mean to make a joke of this but do you really want to arrive home first and see the family and say oh yeah joe's working on some stuff he'll be here in about an hour <laughs> no I mean, I know I like I'm joking about it, but at the same time, I mean, when you live with the guy, when you're spending time with him, when you're seeing his work ethic, like that has to be addictive in so many ways, how he handles himself, how he maintains himself, just the composure and being around that family. I mean, God, what a wonderful situation, you know, I mean, very similar to like Crosby, you know, staying with Mario Lemieux. Thank goodness no Stars players stayed with Craig Ludwig when they were young because that <laughs> wouldn't have ended as well. But you, you know what I'm saying? It's like that. What a, what a great mentorship. By the way, like I would love to see more hip checks and Ludwig, you know, <laughs> I'll defend him, uh, you know, in that category. Fantastic at them. Uh, in part because he would do it a lot against the Red Wings and I hated yeah. the Red Wings. Uh, but um, the, by the way, the <laughs> get back to Wyatt Johnston, um, having that mentor is huge. And I'm sure anybody that's ever had a mentor knows what kind of impact that can have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Craig tells this great story too. And I just picture some youngster who stayed with Craig all of a sudden coming out with these massive shin guards. <laughs> so <laughs> Craig told me, this great, uh, oh, there was, so the hall of fame, in Toronto kept calling and they wanted to put his shin guards in the hall of fame and they kept calling and calling. And finally Craig picks up the phone and he says, I know what you're calling about and I will gladly donate them. If the person who wore them can get in as well. And they never <laughs> called back. <laughs> I mean, those, those are the kind of stories you're getting on spits and suds. Like I don't tell it as well as Craig, but um, that's what I love about working with the guy because not only does he give that, that perspective and he's got an interesting perspective right now, David, because he's coaching, you know, the elite youth program. So he's traveling with these kids and he's watching tape with them. And a lot of times he's breaking down stars tape with them and see, see what this player did, see what this player, you need to do this, or you've got to be careful here. So he comes from the coaching aspect now as well as the former player when it comes to, you know, how would you handle yourself in the room? By the way, I've always thought that was interesting that sort of a lot, you know, when you look at whether it's like coaches or, you know, various like personnel that, um, you know, some of the most interesting names, you know, tend to be players that weren't like super talented. No disrespect to Ludwig. <laughs> um, and like you look at Rocky Thompson, for example, like Rocky Thompson was just, you know, he was just like a goon in the AHL that, you know, got a cup of coffee in the NHL, uh, who was a great fighter, by the way, like took out Stu Grimson in his prime. Yes, I have an encyclopedic knowledge of like goons and enforcers in the right. 90s. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, despite the fact that March I'm on your list. In terms of like good fighters, no, but in terms okay. of yes, in terms of enforcers that, um, <laughs> sorry, does he listen to the show? Have you had him on the show? No, I was just uh, talking about random stars and, and and enforcers. I mean, I think the one thing about Otter is, is I think everyone knew like Otter was a first round draft pick. I mean, you know, he could play as well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, well, no, I totally forgot good. about that actually. What about Otter as a first round pick? No, but like, I don't want to explain what I got confused. So we'll just kind of leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> but um, 
<laughs> but but yeah, like I I think it's uh, you know <laughs> the cynic in me wants to say like well you know they had a little bit more time to kind of watch the game, but um, but I think it also kind of comes from the, the fact that um, you know these are players that you know sort of the effort has always always been there, the effort's already there and it's embedded in their DNA, and so you know kind of being able to sort of flip that kind of script with okay now we get now let's like think about it I, I think it's maybe something that sort of really kind of helps them when they decide like hey i want to like coach the game i want to you know yeah. sort of outwit you know the other guy across me across from me and there's that kind of combative spirit that um, that i think benefits them yeah yeah absolutely so the stars five one and one off to a great start one point behind colorado in the central but that's okay just keep putting points on the board David, you are a beast. Thank you so much for joining us again tonight, my friends. Happy to do so. And thank you for inviting me. Please feel free to do it. No, absolutely, my friend. Yeah, love having you on the program. And Stars fans, the key is this. So I pulled up just randomly. I'm like, top 100 uh, American hockey podcast. And Spits and Suds was not in the top 100. And I, there were two ways of looking at it. I could shed a tear, but I said, no, I'm going to drop the mitts and I'm going to get into that top 100 and people like David are going to help. <laughs> so you're going to hear more programs and that's what I'm excited about. And Craig's going to join us tomorrow. We'll have a different perspective on the game and on the road trip. We'll also ask him about some things that are happening in the NHL. So excited about that. And later on in the week, uh, Sean Shapiro will join us as well. David's teammate with D magazine. So a lot of good things happening this week on spits and suds. So please tell your friends, there's a local podcast in town talking Dallas stars, talking uh, NHL hockey and what we're trying to do is grow the great game here in DFW and you can make a difference. We saw it last year during the playoffs with amazing numbers. We got to get those numbers back up. That's not a bad sales pitch. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Thanks again to David Castillo. We will talk to you tomorrow on spits and suds right here on one Oh five, three, the fan.